Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Not at all. Great to talk to you. And I know we're going to be speaking to you alone where they're placing the emphasis on people on the state pension, people who recently retired, and another number of issues as well. You're looking very closely at a number of issues too, but in particular, social welfare rates. So where are you coming from with this continual rise in the cost of living at the moment, Suzanne? But as you said, like every every organisation has its emphasis, and for for us, it's it's that core social welfare rate. It's people who are really, really, really struggling. And when you think about what is it we want that core social welfare rate to do, it's supposed to look after you. If you lose your job, it's supposed to look after you until you find another job. That's what it's supposed to do. It's at two hundred and eight euros. So that's what you or I would get. If we lose our jobs today, that's what we would get. Two hundred and eight euro has to put the roof over our heads, feed us, heat us. As you said, I mean, how, how do you buy a jumper for one hundred and twenty euro um, for your kid to go back to school if that's the sort of income that's coming into the house? It can't be done. You know, you're supposed to top up your phone, all of those kind of things. So even before the rising costs that we've seen over the last six to nine months, it was very difficult to get by on that core social welfare rate. So I've read, I mean, our pre-budget submission, we're asking for a minimum of 20. I've read a lot of other organisations' pre-budget submissions, and there seems to be consensus really across the board. And that extra €20 isn't even an extra €20. All it will allow anybody who's on core social welfare to do is to do exactly the same things that they were doing this time last year. So mm. it's actually €20 Euro just to stand still. It doesn't even impact on poverty rates. Now, you are quoted as noting that rising costs are impacting on everyone in Irish society, but the most impacted are households and low incomes. So from your research, how impacted are households and low incomes? Well, if you even think that... I mean, we'd headlines there last week again that showed the average combined gas and electricity bills for this year are going to increase so an extra €2,000 a year for the average household for gas and electricity. So already that's €40 Euro a week. So if, you, if, you're in a, if you're in a household that maybe has some sort of a, an income, maybe two people working, again I appreciate if it's mummy and daddy working and there's three kids and two cars and a mortgage and as you said, the cost of you know school uniforms and school shoes and all of that, but you know, you would hope that if you're working, there's a little bit of wiggle room in your budget, okay? You may have to cut back on the luxuries. That's maybe where your, you know, this year has been difficult for everybody. But if you're on 208 euro a week and your gas and electricity have gone up by 40 a week um, or are likely to go up by 40 a week, you've got no, you've got no wiggle room. So then you're cutting back on food. Then you're cutting back on the essentials. So I think that's really the key difference is where's your room for, I suppose, where's your wiggle room? What are you cutting back on? Are you cutting back on the essentials or not? And that's really what you can see in low-income households. There's a contrasting view to what we're discussing as well this morning, not my opinion, but I share what has been said to me. From certain mm-hmm. employers, they believe they can't get people to work because a lot of what they get from social welfare is too attractive for them to work. I'm sure that's been said to you in Social Justice Ireland as well. What's your response to that? I, I find that fascinating. There are organisations across the country are working with people on on social welfare incomes and I would question what sort of job are you not taking in order to remain on €208 a week? Mm. So that I, I would ask that. And if you look at a lot of jobs, like I often think like the, the barriers to employment are things like maybe you don't have a bank account. Like if you've lost your job, 
six months ago. You can't even afford to keep a bank account open. You've had to yeah. close your bank account. And, so you, you know, no, nowhere is going to employ you if you don't have a bank account. How do you transition from a weekly job seeker's payment into a monthly right. wage? They're the, they're the sort of things that are keeping people, you know, that you have to sort of sit back and question, well, actually, I can't afford to go to work. I can't afford the bus fare for a month. I can't afford, you know, the uniform. You have to also ask yourself, if you're the primary earner in the household, yeah. is the job you're being offered minimum wage? Are there guaranteed hours? So I, I, I would right. question the types of jobs that people aren't taking in order to remain on social I, I, I think, Suzanne, the point you're making is that there are certain households who get things like the fuel allowance, the working family payment, or the back-to-school clothing and footwear scheme. And then when you add all that to what you've talked about, the 208 euro, it's not feasible for them to go back to work. Uh, um, that, that's the view that's been expressed to me. Yeah, and I often wonder, you know, if somebody thinks that a social welfare rate is adequate to get by on, maybe they've never had to do it. Mm. So, you know, I, I wonder, you know, if I was to have that conversation, that might be the first question I would ask. Is like, well, have you ever actually had to, you know, have you ever lost a job? Have you ever mm. been made redundant? Have you ever had to get by on that? So, you know, it, it is, you know, okay, Right. Maybe people have individual stories that they can tell, but I do. I I don't think that anybody, you know, you and I, we have we have the ability to go to work. Yeah. It makes our lives easier. We have money in the bank. Hopefully, with a few bob and savings, um, you know, we can pay our bills. That's generally how most people right. get by. I don't think anybody is. Um, I don't think anybody is sitting at home rubbing their hands together thinking, woohoo, you know, child benefits. Oh, actually, yeah, child benefits do today. <laughs> so, you know, th- those kind of things. Um, but again, you know, that is, that, that's the rhetoric that's out there. All that's right. the prevailing yeah, story. You talked about people who can work and there are people out there who could work and don't want to work. But there are also people who would love to work but can't work because of disability. And Mary has a question for you. She says, does Suzanne think it's fair that people on disability only get the same as someone who's on the dole? Because... They they don't, if, if they're living with a disability where they don't have the capacity to work, are they being treated fairly? What's Social Justice Ireland's view on that? We have asked for a cost of disability payment for a very long time. We're very, very, very conscious that anybody who's living with a disability incurs extra costs purely by virtue of having a disability. There was a huge report written, I think it was last year or the year before, now time has lost all meaning, apologies, uh, by Indicon looking specifically at the cost of disability and the Convention Partnership have also looked at a minimum essential standard of living for a household where somebody in the household lives with a disability. And they've shown that the costs vary obviously according to the level of disability in the household but that's that's stated so again a lot of the pre-budget submissions that I've read and ours as well we are looking for an extra payment to be put on the disability allowances purely for that do you know what I mean? Okay, okay. Susan, I'm going to have to go to you alone now in just a second but to conclude with you then so just to summarise what you're looking for 20 euro across the board for social welfare is that what your is this your pre-budget submission? This is our pre-budget submission. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. So there's a lot in it. We've got housing, transport, just transition. We have education, health. Oh, we have a lot in it, but that would be our key core social welfare rate ask. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.